0: You are listening to the Indie Game Development Podcast Show, sponsored by CurioSoft Kids Games and the letter E. Visit the Indie Game Development Podcast site at www.indiegamepod.com. Thanks again for listening to the show. This interview is inspired by a quick meetup at the Game Developers Conference. With me today is a special guest. Um, How about you introduce yourself and the product that you've done?
1: Great. Hi, my name is Justin Hall, and I'm one of the members of the company Game Layers. And Game Layers is building a project called PMOG for the passively multiplayer online game. At PMOG.com, you install a Firefox toolbar, the toolbar watches you surf the web, and it makes a massively multiplayer online game out of the everyday actions that we take as we click around and entertain and inform ourselves across the internet.
0: Um, can you talk about the design process and the inspiration for this game? I really wanted
1: to play a lot of... I, really, I wanted to play MMOs, I wanted to play online games, but I didn't have the time. So I thought, what if MMOs were integrated with my daily life? So I wanted to approach that problem And I didn't have a lot of software expertise, so I decided to take a very small slice of that and start watching my own surfing and try just to make a single-player game out of surfing the web. And I was able to use that single-player game prototype to get some compatriots to help me. And I got a a much better game designer and a much better programmer. And with the three of us banded together and made a series of prototypes and we were able to push these prototypes public, and when people were playing public PMOG prototypes, they eventually, some of them had money and said, we'll put some money into the development of this because we think it has promise. So with that money, I was able to help hire more people who have built a great little company that we have that we can just prototype so fast and we can be more ambitious because we have a few more folks. But we did about a year and a half or two years of prototyping before we really picked up speed.
0: Um, can you talk about the single-player game? What was it exactly like?
1: So I was looking at the sites that I'd surfed, and I s- tried to give myself uh, Dungeons and Dragons-style attributes based on those sites. So if you went to Amazon.com, it raised your Constitution score. If you went to, uh, but lowered your Dexterity. If you went to Flickr.com, it raised your Dexterity but lowered your. Strength. If you went to the Wall Street Journal, it raised your intelligence but lowered your charisma. So these were all sort of arbitrary designations that I'd made that were just to see what kind of a player profile I would have. Well, I saw that I had a different profile from someone else who had a different profile, and so watching these profiles take shape gave me a sense that there was something fun here in passively watching your profile take shape as you surf, but that I'd, it needed more you still needed something to do and that's what our game designer Mercy Victoria Grace has contributed which is that she built she architected a set of tools where as you're surfing the web with our game you can basically leave traps or treasure for people who follow in your footsteps. So if you go to Google.com, you say, I'm going to lay a trap here. The next person who comes to Google.com will spring this trap, and the, that affects your inventory and their inventory, and, and the game is back and forth with these little items and tools that you can use to annotate the web.
0: You mentioned that um, your k- team is prototyped for one or two years on the multiplayer aspect. Can you talk about the evolution of the design or the game through those you know, one or two years? Sure. We... And the breakthroughs.
1: Yeah, thank you. We wanted to um, we wanted to build a game that used everyday actions to feed the game. So we didn't want to build a big client that people had to install or make people do something that was a big pain in the ass. But we wanted them to be able to just play as they were going about their lives. So we found Firefox, the web browser, is a great platform for experimenting with people's browsing because you can... Make a plugin, and if people trust you and install it, then you have permission to play to surf alongside them with your plugin. So, we understood pretty soon that browser plugins was a great way for us to test. So, we first built a frame in the in the browser, and then we went to Firefox and we built a sidebar. And now uh, we're on our third version, basically. And once we got that toolbar, that we now have a toolbar that sits at the bottom of your web browser, and as you surf, this toolbar shows you your inventory and your currency and what other players have done to you. That was a breakthrough for us because it was, the game was there when you wanted it, but you could also hide it and make that little toolbar go away. And so it was so flexible but always present. And that's exactly the type of game experience we were going for, flexible and always present.
0: What about the game mechanics? You mentioned that people will be able to
1: spring stuff or play stuff on certain pages.
0: Um, Are there any other interesting game mechanics that you guys discovered while you were prototyping this?
1: Yeah, we discovered that if people are traveling across the web, they're often collecting information or they're following up on their ideas or their passions and so we designed a framework of mission making so people can basically establish a trail through the internet that other people can follow their mission. So it's almost, you know, like coming upon someone and you, I look at your profile and I see that you're very interested in independent game development. Okay, so I'm going to take your mission and that will be a way for me to learn about this thing that you've collected web links about and collected good game development and I could find all that by following your mission. And the mission is a part of your heads-up display that's in our browser plug. So, we built this framework, and we've discovered that no matter how big our user population gets, at least, at least, there's at least 25% as many missions as there are people. So there's hundreds and hundreds of missions being played. As soon as we reached 1,000 players, we had hundreds and hundreds of missions, and people love expressing that sort of trail that they have in the internet and focusing that trail and and packaging it and delivering it to other people so it's been very exciting to make a tool for people to sort of craft game content on the internet and that's so we want to make more of those and this has been a good first one. I think what we have is that people use this tool to ch- send people around the internet but that when you travel across the internet following someone else's trail, you might find that they've laid a bunch of traps for you. So people are using the tools that we've created to prank each other, for example, in ways that we didn't expect. So that's the wonderful thing about making a game that you're prototyping in public on the internet, is that you get all sorts of emergent behaviors and people creating stuff that you never would have anticipated.
0: Can you talk about uh, maybe one or two huge surprises that you've had in terms of emerging, you know, (laughs) user behavior? We're using this product?
1: Um, so we thought that maybe we would have adult content that people would put into our game and we'd have to police it, What I didn't realize is that the people who are making adult content were not over the age of 18. They tend to be 14 and 15-year-olds yeah. who make adult content, so that was sort of a surprise for me. I don't know why I was surprised by that. It makes sense now, but I think just learning how communities take shape and learning the, the contours of how users will surprise you, is that was one that was surprising. Okay.
0: Um, last question is, what's in store then for the future, um, or where do you see this space going?
1: I think there's a huge potential for games that are integrated into the rest of our life. Uh, Gabe Zuckerman talks about funware, uh, other people talk about passive gaming, just this idea that as you're you know, using your mobile phone or surfing the web, your actions are generating in-game events, sure. and that you can then that's a new framework for connecting with other people or for having experiences and so we are super excited to see other people start to make these types of games and i hope that as these games are made that people make them open so that the games can talk to one another and that so that as you're sharing space on the web with other people you're not you're playing a a continuous game that goes across all these other games. You're not just playing games on Facebook. You're not just playing games on World of Warcraft. You're playing a sort of your game that that comprises all the games that you choose to play. So I think that's sort of a utopian vision, considering that we're just running trying to make our game and let alone make it work with everybody else is a big task. But I think because we're on the web, the web wants everything to be open. So that's the hope for this kind of game.
0: Great. That's all I needed. Thank you.